Welcome to That's the Word, wholesome tales for the whole family. I'm Father James Yamauchi. Today's story, The Palace Can Wait. The young woman looked around her. They were everywhere. These poor people, living in conditions like this, suffering in this lot in life. Despite the suffering, there were very few helping those poor people. She looked up. Towering over them stood the great palace. That was her destination. That was to be her home. Her heart yearned to go up to the palace, to enter the great gates. But she looked back into the faces of these people. Some of the faces she recognized. They were people she knew from her hometown. They, too, were living in this pain. She shook her head to clear it. Her eyes returned to the palace. Well, she thought, I guess we should keep going. She walked back to her escort, ready to continue the journey. Do you want to help these people? He asked. His question surprised her. He continued, I was told to offer you the choice. We can go up to the palace now. Or, if you would like, you can help out these poor people here. Your life will not be an easy one, though. But it will do so much for these poor wretches that you see about you. She thought about it for a moment. The palace was her destination. She did long to go there. But if the doors would remain open, she could not bear to think of these poor wretches here suffering when she had the chance to give them a leg up. She readily agreed to the proposal. She would forego entrance to the palace for the time being and dedicate herself to helping these people. Her escort nodded and took her back home. From then on, she was known for acting quite peculiar. She would live in trees and in abandoned towers, shun the companionship of people, and she would do the most extraordinary and painful things. She was known for climbing into burning ovens, diving into frozen rivers, and riding water wheels round and round. But whenever she did these sorts of things, she always emerged unharmed. People who had known her her whole life were startled and confused. But she knew that what she did was helping those poor people whom she had seen on her journey. For you see, this young woman had died. While on her way to the heavenly kingdom, she decided to help these poor people by returning to earth. Which is why at her funeral she emerged from her coffin and flew up high over the congregation into the rafters, frightening the mourners. From then on, 
she lived a life of penance, having chosen to put off heaven for a time to suffer more on earth. For once, blessed Christina the Astonishing saw those poor people in that place. Her heart was moved to help them and to suffer for them and to offer her sufferings in place of the temporal punishment that their sins demanded, the sins of the poor souls in purgatory. And for this week, that's the word. We get a story on Christina the Astonishing! Now, jump here. For those who are wondering who is Christina the Astonishing, I do have to give credit to a book that our family received as a gift from one of my priest friends for my sister Holly. It's called The Big Book of Women Saints by Sarah Gallick. So, just to preface this, growing up, both of us had our mom reading to us every morning from the lives of the saints. She had these two beat up books that have gotten more beat up over the years. And every day there'd be, there's a saint every day. And we read whoever, whichever saint it is that day. Mm-hmm. And that's actually where a lot of these stories come from is um, our mom exposing us to all of these saints every day of every year. And that's why I thought, generally speaking, I have good familiarity with the saints. But going back to this book by Sarah Gallick, there's a lot of things I did not know about some of our women saints in the history of the church. And one of them is Christina the Astonishing. She said that the stench of humans was very repulsive to her because of all of our sins. And so that's why she tended to flee human contact a lot in the early days after her resurrection. Later on, she calmed down enough to uh, live in a monastery. But the reason why we honor her as a saint and not just as a case of mental illness, perhaps, is because she was held in very high regard by many other saints. Some very learned and very holy people also greatly respected her. This book has an excellent line that reads, Christina is clearly among the class of saints who is meant to be admired and not imitated. (laughs) I would be remiss not to add A very blessed Merry Christmas. We are definitely in the Christmas season with the octave of Christmas, and Christmas goes all the way until the baptism of our Lord, which this year is on January the 9th. So Merry, Merry Christmas from John Peter and myself, and hope you have a blessed start to the new year. If you enjoy That's the Word, please share the word. You can see the story extras for this story, The Palace Can Wait, at thunderrock.org, where you can also see images of Christina the Astonishing and a link to this book if you would like to purchase it and read it with your family. Thunderrock.org is also where you can sign up for our weekly newsletter and where you can find our social links and our email if you have any feedback or story ideas. Also to note, we are now on Twitter as well as Instagram and Facebook, so if social media is your thing, you can follow us, like us, I don't know what you, I guess you'd like us on Instagram too. Anyway, you can do all those wonderful things and get some nice bits from the story extras every now and then. Thanks for listening and join us next Wednesday for another wholesome tale for the whole family.